It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Three, two, one. Ah, 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 ah. Welcome to Barely in Topic. It is Sunday, someday in December. I don't know what the date is. The 15th. Oh, see? I'm glad that you guys have a, a better handle on that. It's Sunday, December 15th, and we are recording yet another episode for you guys. Woo! Oh, yeah. Yes, and I am VA. Of course, I'm here with Jeff. Howdy. And Tim. <laughs> Hello. All right. Okay. So, first of all, guys, neither one of you has said anything about my hair. (laughs) Purple and blue? It is purple and blue with some original color just saved for it from it, too. It is. In my defense, I am colorblind. So, like, the uh... difference between blue and purple are not seen by me. Honestly, that's a that's some that's some impressive artistry. Your your new your new um, hairdresser is pretty dope. Jamie, okay, I got in the chair at nine o'clock, and Jamie was like, "I am so excited! Like I've been looking so forward to this appointment." <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to hear when you go to a hairdresser. You want them to be excited and stoked to be working on your hair. Um, so she had a plan and we talked about it and, um, I said, well, you know, uh, purple for sure. And then she's like, what about blue? I'm like blue for sure. And then I said, what if we kept some streaks that were in the natural color? She's like, that sounds fantastic. Let's do that. So, yeah, I mean, there are other streaks in here too. that are also white silver, but, um, it's kind of hard to see them and they'll be a little more defined later on, but yeah, um, she did a good job. We had a great long conversation. We had a lot of fun. I, I think there's the there's the things. Your hair, your natural hair color is basically a blank canvas. So like a good hairdresser should be super pumped on that because they got they don't have to break it down to work with it. They can just go to town, right? <laughs> well, they do have to rough it up a little bit because you know white pigment doesn't keep. It's not the the pores need to be opened up a little bit into the hair shaft. What do I mean? Like they don't need to bleach it or anything, right? So it's uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not like a full bleach at all. So yeah, so that was lots of fun. Um, I also learned about the chemistry of hair dye. So apparently, blues and purples, their molecules are somehow smaller. Their pigment molecules are smaller, so they get in the hair shaft. But red pigments are larger, and they don't stay, so they fade out a lot faster. There we go. You know, I, I love a good chemistry conversation. I always just thought it was redox reactions. Whatever. Anyway, okay. That was a long talk about my hair. I got a fancy new hairdo. It's been a while, so I'm very proud of it. And I just wanted to see if the boys would say anything, which they're boys. They needed a little help. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Bruins. <laughs> and um, wow, what a week they had. Oh God! Uh, it weren't good. I want to take responsibility. I want to get ahead of this. I want to take responsibility for that game against the Senators on Monday. When you know, on uh, on our podcast, we were talking about how good Anthony Declare seemed to be in Ottawa, and how he seemed to be fitting in pretty well and doing, you know, having a decent year. And then he went on to score. Uh oh. Yeah, against us. Yeah, so that was my fault. My bad. That was me. I I'm sorry. I will try not to do that ever again. Never going to talk about another player on an opposing team when we are due to meet up with them. So I can say any shit I want about the Avs right now. Incidentally, if we talk about needing to fill holes in that case, we probably shouldn't talk about the guy whose name starts ends with ends with Foley, because uh, we play Los Angeles on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, we're not talking about that guy. We can talk <laughs> about we 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 can talk about um, the guy whose contract is going to be terminated. 
Oh, yes, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Ilya Kovalchuk looks like uh, his, um, his comeback in the NHL is... Oh, I hadn't seen that. That's actually happening now? Well, as of a couple of days ago, they were talking about contract termination. So because nobody oh, wants him. We're getting down around... Oh, and I think right about now he was supposed to be getting that bonus, which means he, which means he might agree to, uh, to determination. So he was supposed to be, he's supposed to be getting a signing bonus sometime this month. There's a KHL team that wants him back bad. So. Oh, I see. But he doesn't really want to go to the KHL, but it looks like nobody's going to want him in the NHL. So. Including Tampa Bay. I mean, including Boston. Sorry, I have the Bucks on the brain. Including <laughs> Boston. And we shouldn't want him because he's actually bad. Like, let's, can, like full stop. Game hey, over. He's, he's, not even, he's not even signing for league minimum good. He's, he's worse than that. Yep. So, no, we can talk about him all we want. And no, he's not coming to the Bruins. So that is fine. So, yes. Um but let, yes, let's get back to talking about this week's slate of shitty games that the Bruins played. Um, Monday, they lost to the Ottawa Senators. What Which, a- that's, that's not a good look. Uh, nope. You gotta, you gotta try to avoid that sort of thing. Uh, and the Bruins decidedly did not avoid that sort of thing. Uh, um, they ended up with 40 shots on goal, but they came out looking like <laughs> they had no idea they were playing a hockey game. <laughs> no like i can't believe that like like it's just what the fuck were they doing i have one other theory about this all we'll get to when we once we get through all the bad games okay well they they were not playing well is what it came down to at all yeah they their their slow start it's like it's a problem at this point i mean we're 30 some odd games into the year you're a third of the way done. Like you kind of have a good grip on how this team is going to be the rest of the year at this point. And their slow starts are not great. Like it's frustrating to come out and like have three shots on goal in the first, like, you know, 18 minutes of the game. And then all of a sudden the last like five minutes of the game, they decide to have 75 shots. And then you're like, cool. Like maybe do that start and see how that works. Now the funny thing about that is that they made that work for ages, they did. and then suddenly it cut up to them. It's like, of course they had this five-game losing streak. Like the truth of the matter is, is apart from the third periods, this team was playing like dog shit during most of that eight-game win streak. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they would just turn it on in the third, and that would be enough to coast through. Yeah, but like, but like they were playing like dog shit game in, game out. It was the most fucked up thing ever. I'm like, oh god, when this is going, I knew at the time I was like. Oh god! When this goes sideways, it's going to be bad. And here we were. <laughs> yes, but I thought they would correct a little faster than they did. Yeah. Yeah. When 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 luck caught up with them, they, they didn't turn to adjust it. Even when when Bert, when Perky came back, it's been very frustrating to see this because we know what team they are. I seem to remember last year before Christmas they went into a slump as well. Not as profound a slump, but a little bit of a slump, and they were playing really poorly. And then they corrected after they came back. So I don't know if they're they're just tired or something. Lots of injuries, as always. It could be that, but like like you said, the slump the slump's frustrating. Like I don't know this team. We know this team is good. We know they're going to be in the playoffs. Like that's that's for certain. And they still have a nine-point lead on the division, which is great. It's just frustrating to see them play badly and not correct things they should be correcting. Uh, also, frankly, I think we're not used to seeing them play well in October and November. That's and so true. We, we all got a little too uh, we all got a little too pumped up, and we're used to actually December is usually a very good month for the Bruins. Um, even some of those bad years, it's a pretty good month. Yeah, so, so we, because we saw two usually bad months, we ended up getting just to December and. Oh no, bad December. We're not used to this. What's going on? You know, because we're, we're watching a team that hasn't had a rough month since March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're going to ruin Christmas or something. 
I'd rather have them get hot at the right time while still maintaining this lead in the division. But like if they're going to have like a little bit of a bad time. Wounds. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. Um, but I want them to bounce back. They don't have to be like, they don't have to win every game. We don't have to have huge winning streaks. We just have to maintain where they are. And I don't want them to be like Tampa Bay was last year. So it's like, get up and play hockey games, guys. Don't lay down. Well, see, you know, yes. They're going to lose from time to time. It happens. The only game I'm really <laughs> pissed at them for losing is, is at a purely superficial level is Tampa. Because those are the only points they gave up that really mattered. Yeah, makes sense. Because Tampa's got like 36 points now and they're they have like three or four games in hand to the bruins right now so well and on top of that blackhawks and and senators both are relevant capitals okay the capitals and bruins are going to be neck and neck for top of the east let them have it yep and the abs are that good so like again it's like uh, you know they're gonna lose some games so of these the only one i'm like well i mean like it's embarrassing to lose to Chicago in some sense, but it's problematic, I think, of the bunch to lose to Tampa. I don't know. I would well, agree with that. I also didn't like the loss to, to Ottawa, not because it really meant a lot of, of, between the two teams, necessarily. It's an embarrassing game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's the problem. All right. I did have one thing. Despite his his hilarious quote, there earlier in the week, the Brett Ritchie experiment needs to like end. Like, <laughs> like him on the second line right wing. Like, holy shit! Can we like stop that experiment? Let's talk about that quote for a minute. There, he said, "It's not like we're going to win all eighty-two games and go like eighty and three. Yup. Yeah, um, like like there's layers of what the fuck there. <laughs> uh, Brett Ritchie. Noted math magician, not mathematician, <laughs> math magician. <laughs> that's like that's that's Dan Quayle level. That's Dan Quayle level nonsense. <laughs> oh my god, I just oh, like that's something that I would expect Yogi Berra to have said like fifty years ago. It hurts my brain. It hurts my brain. Like essentially, Brett Rich is exactly what you expect he is. That's true, too. <laughs> he is just as dumb as he looks. Sorry, it's the truth. I I said it. I am I am that bitch. I get it. I'm not apologizing. I'm tired of seeing him in a Bruins jersey. Please send him to Providence, Donald. I'm I'm all set. Even <laughs> Bruins Network said this week, and the, the experiment, it's done. He does nothing when he's out there. Nothing. What's, he's just large. Again, we yeah. said, I said it last week. He's Jimmy fucking Hayes. At least he's only at least he's paid less than Jimmy Hayes was. And I think it was Kalman that said replied to someone because someone complained about him. Kalman said that you know Richie wasn't the problem in the loss. He played nine minutes, and I was like, that's the problem. If you have a second line right wing playing only nine minutes, maybe there's a problem there. Someone who plays no special teams at all on second line wing. Like, like that's telling. It's like not, 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 not like if you don't put, trust to put them on either special team. What the fuck are they doing that high in the lineup? I'm done with Richie. I hate to say it, but right now, just throw Coil over on on the second right wing. It's not ideal, but it's better. Move up Corelli with next to Bjork and Heinen because they they do stuff. Nika back up for a bit to see how it goes with him at three C. Might as well. Like Studnika is like he's playing well in Providence. He's still scoring points. Like it's not like that since his um, uh, reassignment back down to Providence that he's done nothing. He's still scoring points. He's still playing well down there. Try it out. What do you have to lose at this point? Well, you have a cap space issue. That could be solved by getting rid of Brett Ritchie. <laughs> It probably could. You're right. That's true. I forgot about that. I just was sitting there like Brett Ritchie didn't exist in my mind, <laughs> but his contract did. <laughs> he shouldn't exist in anyone's mind right now. <laughs> oh, 
God, we are so mean. Watch him come out this week and have an awesome week. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. <laughs> we all know that's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, yeah. Look, I, I'm all set. I'm all set with Brett Ritchie. You know, I saw Kalman say something or the skate pod say something today on Twitter about like, go out and look for another 3C. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's last year all over again. I mean, it worked out, but like, I don't know. Let's go get Marcus Johansson back or something. I don't know. Maybe Bacchus will like it in Buffalo. It's cold there, like Minnesota. Maybe get a right wing. Maybe find a second line right wing. Like, Coil is the perfect third line center. Like, perfect. Like, not even question. Like, it's perfect. Find a second line right wing. And the ability, the or the inability, I should say, to find that second line right wing is causing problems throughout the lineup. And you have to move coil around and things like that. And it's... It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like I know the Bru- the Bruins are up against the cap. They've had they have issues with that and stuff like that. Like I get it, but like Brett Ritchie isn't it. Like and anyone who like watches hockey should know that Brett Ritchie isn't it at all. Move John Moore. <sighs> also, he's not in. John idiot. Moore has been garbage. No, I'm just, I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, for cap space, I I wasn't, like, look, he, I don't know. Let's, can we talk for a minute about how Taylor Hall is not coming to the Bruins, or did we already do that? We haven't, but, like, he's not. Yeah, so, um, I'll lead off with this, um, uh, so, uh, at Bruins Network, tweeted yesterday uh, hearing the Bruins kick the tires on Taylor Hall a few days ago and that's as far as the conversations went we was told the Bruins are out on Hall but they're actively quote unquote working the phones elsewhere in the NHL sorry to disappoint those hoping to see Hall in Boston hashtag NHL Bruins I mean this usually is pretty good with the sources so I'll take us so I'll roll with it and like yeah of course not like how was this team going to get Hall here we lack the cap space or the assets. Yep. Yep. Like it would cost our first and Jack Studnica and Studnica and maybe like and, may, and maybe even Vok for a rental. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not you probably and it's gonna keep cost him. that much because you have to throw that all that in to get them to take the to keep salary and to take you know certain problem contracts away. I just wanted to put it out there again so that people don't keep having it in their brain like, oh, this is going to happen because, you know, he's been held out the last couple of day- games with the the Devils and everybody thinks that he's going to the abs. So, um, yeah, I said the abs just seem like a no brainer. They got all that cap space. They got assets out the ears. The other one that I've seen is Arizona, and I really would love for him to go to Arizona, not because, like, I want to see him, like, go to a place and not play well, but, like, I want, like, I'm fully invested in Arizona being good right now. Like, I want Arizona to be good. Arizona's already over the cap, though. Oh, that's disappointing. But they'd have to trade something, right? Yeah. You know what the bottom line is? He plays left wing. He's never played anything but left wing. Maybe you make it work, but, like, that's not the problem. That's like getting, you know, well, honestly, like, as great as Mar- as Marcus Johansson was for, for Boston. He was he was still, like, that hole still existed. I mean, fuck, Backus played played most of the playoffs at two right, second right wing. Yeah. So so like like obviously it's like if you're if you're gonna try to solve that second line right wing, just get a fucking set and run second line right wing. We're not gonna solve it today, guys. No palmieri, palmieri. Sorry. It's okay. Hey, he's Chris Wagner's best friend. See, that'd be great. Means he's probably tight with Coil and Grizz too. On these Boston hockey, but Boston hockey folk are gonna cross paths at some in some point or another. Oh, they were friends of the Ducks. He met Wagner on the Ducks. 
Uh, also, he's from New York. I had, I had it in my head. Palmieri was was a was, was a was another Boston player. My bad. He's from New York. Smithtown. No, no, no. I think that he's friends with uh, with uh, Wagner from their time with the Ducks, but they used to live together in Boston in the summers. Ah. Uh, and then Palmieri why? got married. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I mean. Boston's expensive, you know. I mean, even though he's the mayor of Walpole, but why was Paul Mary in Boston? As far as I can tell from his playing history, he's got no history with it. Well, I don't but know, okay. but he, I I've always known that he was in Boston because he always plays in the Foxborough Pro League in the summer. So it's a training <laughs> thing, yeah. So because he is, he wears his Florida Everglades. I mean, Everblades, sorry, F- Florida Everblades helmet. And then he wears an assortment of gear from everywhere he's been. <laughs> kind of wonder where he got that Everblades helmet. And looking at his uh, playing history, I don't see any um, uh, ECHL appearances, but. <laughs> he wears it. I don't know where he got it. <laughs> he's going to play, played in Syracuse for off and on for a couple seasons and then in Norfolk for a season before sticking in the NHL. <laughs> well, it's his helmet and he wears it and I don't know where he got it. But you could go down next summer and you can see it for yourself. Um, so anyway, Paul Mary just got married this summer. So Chris Wagner will probably not be living with him and his wife in Boston. But that's okay. All right, so, okay, moving on to the games. They played Capitals on Wednesday. Ooh, it was a big national showcase game. Well, they actually came to play. They came to play. This is what we can say. The team was, in fact, in Washington, which is more than can be said for Ottawa. Uh, yeah, and instead of losing 5-2, to two, they only lost 3-2. to two. Um. And they even opened the scoring. They op- they opened open to the scoring. David Pasternak in the first period. Yeah, that was a sick goal. Oh, is this the game where Bergy got a goal called back because of Jake DeBrusque being offside? In fact, it is. He was offside by approximately three millimeters. Ah, uh... oh, sakes. So there was there was the table circulating earlier today. Or was it yesterday? No, earlier today, I think. That like showed all the te- number of teams that had, had challenges and had goals overturned. And Boston was just like one of the worst for. Had got the most goals overturned. I sent that to the group chat like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was yesterday. I couldn't remember when it was. Like fuck, right? Yeah. So let let me pull that table up. Yeah. So there's a a coach's challenge tracker through uh, December 12th. Now, the Bruins had never requested a challenge, but they had six opposing challenges, and five of them were uh, overturned from goal to no goal. Maybe they should just challenge for the fuck of it more often. Now, somehow Florida, and apparently no one's ever offsides in Florida games, apparently. Oh, yeah, nothing on either side. It's amazing. Oh, God. I mean, it, this thing is really, it's very interesting uh, to look at. And Montreal's had no call against them. No, has been, never been challenged. Neither has Vancouver or Arizona or Chicago. I think the really telling thing here, though, is this, right? And it, it, it is a Boston problem. Overturned, when you look at the number of situations where they had their goal changed to no goal, Boston led with five. That's not a stat you want to lead in. Uh, the next closest uh, were Philadelphia, Washington, Winnipeg, San Jose, all with three. Yeah. So basically, that's a stat they don't want to lead in, and they are leading in it because they've lost five goals on these challenges. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not good, and I'm. I'm... <sighs> And then I'm wondering what can actually be done about it because, like, it's such a subjective and weird and fucked up thing that it's hard to say that you can try to, you can do anything to prevent it, but I don't know. Also, I think of those, I think four of them, four of the five, I believe, have been the offside. I think one of them 
was goaltender interference against Colorado early in the year on Nordstrom, maybe. So I think four of the five have been that stupid, you know, you can ask for offsides, you know, 17 minutes after the puck entered the zone (laughs) and you were offside by literally millimeters and the ref who's like standing right there called it onside to begin with. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm still burned up about the Charlie Coyle one. Really just really mess, uh, just angry about that one against Montreal that night. So, but still, yep. Bergy got a col- uh, goal called back because of Jake DeBrusque's skate being up and whatever. I don't even, you know what? It just makes me mad. The rest of that game, you know, you had um, Chara fighting Wilson, Wilson being a dink going after like taking not runs, but pushing David Pasternak around when they weren't doing anything. So it's just, uh, it's it's really disheartening when it's like the Bruins on, on some occasions can score all the goals, but you know, this week they were limited to two goals in three of the contests. So uh, I'm just really sad about that Berge goal. Because that would have been different. They would have had a lead of two to one, uh, two to zero, actually, at that point. So, <sighs> what are you gonna do? Okay, Tampa Bay. Yeah. This game, this just bad. Yeah, they've just <sighs> they weren't into it. Is uh... well, I mean, they scored first, obviously. Bergeron finally got his goal back from the night before, but Stamkos, yeah. it's a verb now. They got Stamkos, you know, on the power play, no less. They got two of their goals were on the power play. I, it's like Stamkos is like right there. Should you have somebody around him? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, like he's not like it doesn't mean what it used to, but it, like you still keep an eye on on him. Like I understand, you know, you got other problems uh, problems up when Stamkos is on the ice because it usually usually also involves Kucherov, and God forbid, sometimes point. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, like seriously. The point is, though, is that actually, when they do control Stamkos, when Stamkos cannot assert his will, they do a good job, and they usually win those games. Okay, I understand you got Kucherov; he's super dangerous, and point is more dangerous than I think he has any right to be. And and Sorelli has a history of just destroying the Bruins too, right? <laughs> so like it's just I'm saying the key is to not get Stamkos. And when you get Stamkos, yeah. that's it. You're just fucking done. It's so so upsetting. It's a verb now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, if you ever watch Billy on the street you know, they have that segment quizzed in the face. I feel like it's like Stamkos in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Bruins got Stamkos in the face, and that was not that was not a good game for them. They lost. Mm, scoring goals in garbage time or something. I don't even know what the fuck it was. Yeah, because it was 3-1, and then Wagner maybe scored the second goal. More more okay yeah that was a confusing one because first it was thought that it was bjork and then it changed to muir uh muir muir it was bjork and muir (laughs) (laughs) honestly i'd like to see muir more than more (laughs) i would like to see john less (laughs) <laughs> is that spelled l-e-s-s-e <laughs> it is <laughs> at one point this week i actually i had a typo when i was trying to write bruins it came out brian's <laughs> so basically the brian's all came out to play this week i even wrote a post where it's like can you tell patrice bergeron uh, uh apart from his uh twin brian bergeron no you can't <laughs> Not unless they're on the ice, because Patrice can play hockey and Brian cannot. (laughs) 
<laughs> so it's just a whole bunch of Brian's. Oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs> you, you know what? I've been like all like I've been very depressed this week, just not having a good week. I just did not want to see the Bruins just add to that. And they did until last night. The last night when I was yes. just like, fuck this. I don't care anymore. I am not watching this game. I am making an apple pie. Meanwhile, the Bruins brought both the noise and the funk. <laughs> and they also tried to, like, reenact their uh, debacle <laughs> against Florida from earlier in the year. They tried really hard to reenact it. Luckily, it didn't work. But, I mean, the game was on. I was listening. I was not really watching because I was just, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I, I needed to, to do something else with my brain. Uh, could not risk watching the Bryans again. Um, but yeah, they won. And largely that, that score is, it's inflated by the empty netter. Pasta got two goals last night, so that's good. He did, he did. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the fuck he was doing on that penalty shot, but... Uh... He was, um, I think it's called phoning it in. Yeah, that was not I was going to say, because that was like Jason Allison participating in the first shootout ever. Slow. It's just like I mean, I would love it if somebody put some music to it. Yeah, <laughs> that goes back to we saw something from someone. I don't know who it was from earlier in the year that said the reason why Pasta isn't in the shootout more is because he hates the shootout and he likes gaining more speed as he goes on breakaways and stuff like that. So. There you have it. This is why Pasta is not in the shootout. I heard that the penalty was being called. I heard it was a penalty shot. And I watched that. Came over because, you know, our kitchen's right next to the living room. So I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's pretty much what I expected. I mean, it's too bad he can't be a little bit more like Sean Thornton on the penalty shot, right? It'd be pretty swell. It would. Well, apparently you can't be good at everything. <laughs> 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 I still love the I'm gonna even let you pick the hand that I beat the fuck out of you with <laughs> now you know what was nice was that goal, the first one pretty oh, real nice he also had an assist in that game which was nice had two points yeah, well, I mean, also the, 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 the crazy line with coil on right wing was buzzing very much so they also had like 21 shots in the first period, which was a nice change to see them actually like shoot in the first because they've, they've even talked about it on broadcast. The Bruins have been kind of reluctant to shoot recently. Um, they've been like making too many passes, trying to get too cute, what have you. Seeing 21 shots on goal in the first period for the first time in like what seems like years is pretty great. Yeah, that first period, they they came out firing. It was great because Jack had said something about how the most that they had put up in this losing streak was about six goals per first period. And I forgot what game that was. And I'm like, that's not enough. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no. I mean, I'm just remembering the, the Colorado game. They put up like four shots in the first period and I was dying. You know the funny thing about the shot clock. This is just I'm not making I'm not cracking at anyone here. I'm just like notice it just happens to notice this game with forty with forty two uh, shots on goal. You'd reckon every player is probably at least log, lodged one, right? Uh oh, no. There's four people that didn't. Brett Ritchie. Brett Ritchie was was he playing? He wasn't. Playing. Richard, Brett Ritchie was not playing. Bjork, Corrali, Carlo, and McAvoy. Really? Then they're the guys who usually take plenty of shots. I mean, I, big leader was Bergeron with eight shot with eight shots on goal, which is just insane. And Heinen with five. Ooh, Heine. I I do think McAvoy had a few that were blocked before that they went to the net, so that could account for that. Well, Pasternak had six, and Marshawn and Marshawn four as well, and so Chara had four too. That's that's. I mean, I it's one of those an old time was an old time Chara slapper too, wasn't it? At least one of them. Yep. Well, apparently Corelli and um, and Bjork donated their shots to Heinen. Yeah, Heinen, uh, Heinen had a nice night for himself there. Too bad he didn't actually get to put up scores. And thus, people will complain that Heinen isn't good enough when you train him. I've come to the point where I 
we're, we're the only people I auto-mute faster than MAGAs, our, uh, our, our Heinen haters. I'm just like, no, I don't need you in my life. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> um, despite the fact that uh, the Bruins got burned by Yandel and what's that guy's name? Pissick? Pissick. Uh, yeah, that guy. I the, the Val challenged one. It's all wise. The Ukrainian name guy. <laughs> <laughs> is he American or Canadian? He's probably Canadian. That Ukrainian Canadian guy. Well, I, I mean, isn't like all of Alberta just like little Ukraine? I mean, like a lot of it. And he is from Alberta. Yeah. Sherwood Park. Oh, that's where Andrew Ference is from. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of Ukrainian culture out in Alberta because there are a lot of Ukrainian immigrants there. Yeah. So like I see a name that has like a lot of Y's in it and maybe ends with something Y and K or something. Eh, it's Ukrainian, whatever. So that guy, Pizik, Pisik, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, and the Bruins, you know, let them get within one, but then thankfully fortunate empty net things happened for Pasta to get I mean, that was, that was pretty spiffy as far as empty net goals go, you know. Center yeah. ice, and he had to actually flick it and reach, and it was a nice little, it was a tidy little goal. I kind of like when you when you see an empty netter that you can nod and say, so like, you know, oh, that's actually worth appreciating. Marshawn had one last year that was absolutely beautiful, for example. <laughs> Pasta, how many goals do he have now? 27? 28? 28. Ooh, boy. 28. He's 28, 20, and 48 in 34 games. He's on pace for 68 goals, which is pretty good, almost really nice. <laughs> I mean, 68 goals would be the most goals scored by like anyone in a season since the year lockout. Yeah, but it could like, be nicer. Um, it's like, I think uh, it could. Yes, it could be much nicer. Um, <laughs> yeah, because that would be more than uh, either um, Ovechkin or um, uh, Stamkos' 60-goal seasons. And there's only been two of those since that lockout. Each of them had one. That would be something. I predicted 50 and 100 from him. And, um, man, I thought it was a bold prediction at the time. Yeah, yeah. So in 07, 08... OV had uh, 65 goals. That was his high wall mark. And Stamkos, I think, only just hit 60. Give me a second. He hit exactly 60 goals in 11-12. Wow. The 68 goals would be like the most goals. I think I don't. I don't want to dig for it, but like I have a feeling the most. No one scored scored that much since like. Timo Salone went uh, went 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 seventy two in his rookie season or something like that. That's wild. That would be crazy. And like, I mean, let's just hope he doesn't like you know go to any more like events and like fall and hurt his thumb because that's that really derailed him last year and he he almost had forty last year. Probably could have had fifty last year if he hadn't. Have that whole thing happen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of getting to the point where it's not necessarily every game, but every every couple games, every week, you're reminded of how good David Pasternak is, and it's just kind of ridiculous. Whether it's a pass, whether it's a goal, he's just ridiculous. Oh yeah, he's just feeling it. Also, his power play goal yesterday, the pass from Martian was ridiculous as well. I don't remember the specific pass. I remember the movement. That entire power play was just something else, though, in the, in the run-up to that goal. So I believe it. Yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. It was, a, it was kind of one of those passes that was in between a few defenders, and then the Pasta was just, like, on the back door there, and it literally hit Pasta's stick and went in. Like, it was just, like, perfect. It was a great pass, and again, shows that Martian is, in fact, elite and is, in fact, very good. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think it all checks out. Mm-hmm. This chart here says Martian, great. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that, that chart just has a picture of Brad Martian smiling. Yep. It literally, I believe he was literally saying that Martian, Martian that he was great when, he, when this picture was taken. And I take his word for it because uh, he is great. He's very great. All right. One of the things that happened this week around the time of the Washington Capitals game is that 
Tim Thomas, uh, along with Brian Gianta and some other people uh, whose names are escaping me. Including up to Gary Bettman. And... I loved it when he was announced on the ice and everyone did the customary boo. <laughs> and he takes it. He takes it. It's like, your boos make me stronger. But anyway, getting more into the serious note of this. Tim Thomas was there, obviously. Now, a few months ago, when he said that he was uh, honored by it and that, you know, it's probably like the last big trip he's going to make out to do something like that. You know, it was like a little concerning. Sounds like he has some health issues. And, well, he expanded upon that. Not necessarily because he wanted to. I think he he needed to explain himself a little bit or he felt he needed to explain himself because by no means does he have to explain anything. Now, um, I had remembered reading something uh, sometime last year, maybe not reading it, but I saw something on YouTube about how he's trying some experimental ther- therapies, some like gyroscopic stuff. Um, and it sounded like he was having like inner ear and vertigo issues or something like that. Turns out it's much worse. Yeah, like portions of his brain were getting nowhere near enough oxygen. Like, I can't remember, like, 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 I think half his brain was getting something appalling. Like, I want to say less than half the amount of, 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 of blood. Yep. So, like, holy shit. And, like, Thomas didn't have that much of a concussion history. He got one, like, right at the end there. But, like, he didn't have a ton of known concussions that I'm, that I'm aware of. I don't, th- from the way it sounded, he didn't know if he had ever had a concussion because he said, he apparently he collided with somebody in warm-ups or something something happened and he ended up with what he found out at some point was a concussion so all he knows is that you know he experienced that during warm-ups i think i don't know if he continued to play that game or if he was you know like just you know out on the ice like they do uh beforehand and the next day he was lost like completely just not himself and i don't think he ever got it checked out by anybody like team doctors or anything because he didn't realize what was going on he did say that for the rest of the year he just followed the team schedule because that kind of seemed to be the thing that could keep him afloat but then he quietly retired after the season played for the u.s in the uh world championships but didn't do well and it's just shocking because, like I, like you said, we don't know of any concussion history, really. He could have had multiple concussions, yeah. and this was just that final one. You know how, like, like Rick Nash. Rick Nash had lots of concussions, but then this last one was the one where it's like he just wasn't recovering from it very well. It's the thing that we worry about with David Backus it's, or any player. It's what we worry about with Bergy, for God's sakes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, so Tim Com- Thomas got this concussion, didn't know it was a concussion. And then after he stopped playing, he decided to get it checked out. He got a, a brain scan that revealed that he was not getting much oxygen uh, and much blood flow to certain parts of his brain. Uh, he's trying He's trying to find answers wherever he can. And he's moved around the country. He's moved. He first went out to Colorado, but he couldn't take the altitude. He moved to Idaho, but his family, it wasn't good for his family. They didn't like being there. So then they, it sounds like he did a stint in Florida, which he enjoyed to a, an extent. And then he went back, uh, he went to where he is now in Arizona. It's just, just insane. I, I know we've made jokes in the past about his bunker. I think I stopped joking about it when I found out that he was having some health issues. Man, I cannot even understand what he's going through. I mean, I can empathize with him because I never I I suspected he might have had like MS or something. I did not know this is what it was. He's he's dealing with a traumatic head injury. Yeah. It's kind of well, it, and I hate to use this, but it kind of reminds me just of like how bad Savard it's not to the extent they're separate head injuries, but like Savard really had a hard time dealing with his um, concussions and everything like that. He couldn't sit in a well lit room for the longest time, things like that. And um, it's sad that these athletes are going go through this. I mean, like 
you you don't wish injury upon anyone, even your like biggest, most disliked opponent. You don't want to wish injury on them. And when they're having such hard time with the brain, I mean, Tim Thomas said he's still like, you know, takes time each morning to kind of get himself ready for the day and kind of work through everything that's going on in his head and things like that. I mean, that's awful. I, I think it's because he's of a certain, I don't want to say generation. He's a, he's of a certain age. He came from, I think, probably a community where it's like you, you have to be a very strong, stoic person. You know, you don't want to bother people with your problems. And you, you want, uh, and as an athlete, you're definitely encouraged to not, to, to, to keep the things to yourselves, right? So I think he... You he's had to suffer in silence for such a long time. And I don't even under, I don't even know if he knows that just coming out and telling people, look, you know what? I'm, I'm kind of okay. I'm really not okay. Uh, it is day to day for me right now. Um, I think it's really done a lot of people a, a good service though, for him to come out and say something about it because I cannot imagine the hell that he's going through kind of keeping this, personally to himself and with it within his family and oh my goodness goodness his family his daughters and his wife are amazing that's a lot of caretaking there and we we discussed this before the show and it's like that's what marriage is about that's what family's supposed to be about when you're i think he's going through something right now and he may go through it for a very long time or forever but you're supposed to stick around for that and I think it's really great that he made the decision to move away from Idaho because his family did not like it there. So yeah. it's like, you know, he obviously appreciates them and they they love him and they want him to be the best that he can be. And it's really sad. That article that was in The uh, Athletic that you shared with us was devastating. I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I shared it and then I started reading him like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's why I actually, you know, shared the actual text because, you know, oh, no, I didn't do that. Not at all. No, what am I talking about? No, 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 no. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like that, that hurt to read. Yeah. I just had no idea who's going through that. Um, I never for one thought, uh, never once thought he was over making anything. I just thought that he just wanted to be away from the limelight. You know, um, I th I want to say that his not wanting to be with Boston uh, during the final year of his contract, maybe it was just, maybe it was stubbornness, but maybe it was he just needed to be away for a little bit. We'll never know that answer. and It's not for us to know. And, and I don't, you know what, I'm not going to keep uh, guessing at that. I just, I just feel... I feel for him. I really do. I'm glad he came out and said something. I only wish that he would uh, know that there are people out there who are thinking about him and thinking about other people like him who are going through similar things that we just feel so sad that this is what they're going through, but it's good for them to actually talk about it. And I wonder how he feels about talking about it now, because I know he's a private guy, you know, uh. based on what it Based on the, some of the things he said in that, I don't think we'll be hearing it again from him for some time. I know. But it doesn't mean he can't be in your thoughts, for sure. It's not going to lie. A Tim Thomaster would probably make for a pretty compelling sports movie. Probably better than this John Scott one that's supposedly being made. Thomas won the, what, he won all of the awards when he was 37 years old. Yeah, so he won the Vezina when he was 35, and then won the Conn Smythe and the Vezina when he was 37. Yeah. When he was 35, he also got an Olympic silver. Mind you, Ryan Miller played most, but still. Um, he was still jazzed about international competition, though, so. Yeah. And, in, and according to that story, he was like, you know, thinking he was going to, he was on track to maybe get an invite to Sochi, to, to be the third string goaltender for Sochi before that concussion. Now, now, mind you, that that U.S. team in Sochi is not something to be proud of, or, or to have been a proud to be a member of. That was that was a mess. But hey, we have that one game that that game where T.J. Yoshi said, "It's all on my shoulders, guys." 
He single-handedly kicked Vladimir Putin's ass. Yeah. In the shootout. <laughs> in the shootout. That that shootout was amazing. I was up at whatever you know, time in the morning. Vladimir Putin probably invaded Crimea because of uh, TJ Oshie. There we go. I think that's what it is. It's, it's that happened like right after. <laughs> and then he got traded to Washington so that he could have a handler. <laughs> or, or, so, or 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 one of these super secret Russian agents, Ovechkin, could keep an eye on this TJ Yoshi. No, Ovi's too obvious. He's just the he's just there to distract you from Dmitry Orlov. <laughs> low, key, low key, deeper in the in, uh, deeper on the roster. <laughs> and Kuznetsov is a rookie. He's a tr- he, he's in training. <laughs> <laughs> we do nose candy, yes. <laughs> goddamn fucking rookies here. Not doing blow when you're trying to be a fucking spy. Fucking <laughs> I like America. <laughs> Las Vegas, you're my home. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm sorry. I've just been fascinated by that story ever since I saw the the video of him in the room with the lines of blow. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm sure you did none of that. (laughs) And then he got suspended by the team for it. (laughs) Because the league's like, "Mm, yeah, we don't really have a little too blatant, guys. Um... (laughs) You failed a drug test. Uh, I mean, at least he's not Yuri Laterra who like had a cocaine ring, or was it heroin, or was it meth? I don't know what it was, but he's uh, not in the NHL anymore. Was, yeah, yeah, he was involved. He was involved in a drug ring in 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 in, in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, at least he's not. Uh, now th- we were. Uh, they were talking about this on the sports hub this week. There was a former Patriots player who got caught in a drug trafficking sting when he thought he was purchasing from an undercover agent five pounds of Molly. That's a lot of Molly. <laughs> it's a real, real lot. Of, usually, I've never. Wait a minute. Usually, stuff like that's measured in you know number of pills or capsules, not by weight. <laughs> that's like that's like Woodstock all over again (laughs) like that's like the best he's organizing the best rave ever I mean like I'm assuming this like probably check if he's gotten a shipment of like a couple pallets of glow sticks or something recently (laughs) that that was Rishé Caldwell who ended up spending 27 months in jail for that but also not the smartest guy just not the smartest guy so he had eyes that bugged out. You should have known that he had a, a drug issue. Bugged out. Oh. <laughs> he had literally all of the Molly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, and and he was Brady's top receiver for that like 2006 season before they retooled everything for that 2007 season. But anyway. Oh God. Okay. Anyway. Um. Back to Tim Thomas. <laughs> Back to Tim Thomas. He, man, he's going through some stuff. And I hope that he gets to a point where he's well enough to just keep going every day. Although Brad had something nice to say. He's like, oh, I think he's got like a six pack now. It's such a Brad thing to say. That's that's so so incredibly backhanded. <laughs> well, no, I mean he was just like you know he's he looks like he's lost a little weight, like he's got a, a solid six pack now. And well, I, I was going to say yes because Timmy t- Timmy was played stout. Uh, but you know, I was surprised to hear that he had not only not watched any NHL games. I, I knew he hadn't been to an NHL game. He hadn't been to a rink. You know, um, he hadn't even held a puck. Since 2014, 
or the 2014 season. Yeah. He just, he wanted to really get away from hockey because, I mean, this, he has traumatic brain issues caused by hockey. So I understand it. I'm sorry, it's a little bit of a downer, guys. But we need to talk about it because I think people have been wondering for a long time what happened to Tim Thomas. And this week we did find out and it was, it's a very sad story. Mm-hmm. I think he said something like the thing that convinced him to really uh, come out or get this checked out was uh, Ken Dryden's book Game Change. Yeah, all the stuff in that, but in the book about uh, the the Steve uh, Steve Mont- Montador, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, no one. I don't think that people really had the the idea that Montador would actually kill himself. It makes me wonder about Ray Emery as well, um, because Ray Emery uh, died under mysterious circumstances. It's a very strange death of his, yeah. Um, I was really shocked to hear about it. And the thing is, like, he had just gotten engaged. You know, it looked like his his life, even though he wasn't playing hockey anymore, his life was going in a good direction. And, you know, he was partying all night on a, on a boat and... Uh, he went he dove off the boat at like 6 a.m or something it was still dark and they didn't find he didn't come back and they didn't find his body until later in the day so there's a lot of stuff going on outside of the hockey world by uh, with players um who've had concussion issues so this it's not easy and not at all to to hear or see this stuff, but I'm glad that Thomas came out and said something. And no more jokes about bunkers. We're never doing that again. No, no, no. All right. Was there any other Bruins news that we really need to talk about this week? It seemed like no news. None that I can think of. Yeah, there was no roster moves worth mentioning or anything. So, okay, it's just not a just not a great week. Yeah, you know, but uh, well, perhaps we should talk about the week that's coming up. Yes, yes, let's do that. Um, so uh, they're currently on finishing day one of their only two day non Christmas break uh, this month, of course, and so they pick up again on Tuesday. That's December seventeenth, seven p.m. Eastern time. At home at the at the TD Garden against the Los Angeles Kings. Yes, and we're not um, saying anything about any players on that team. No, certainly not one whose initials are TT. Definitely not anything about him. No, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, uh, they follow that up on a Thursday. That's the nineteenth against the New York Islanders. Also seven p.m. Eastern time at the Garden. Hmm. Uh, Yay, Islanders games. Those are so much fun. Oh. They're not fun. Well, okay. Do you think that Johnny Boychuk's going to play? Has he been playing lately? I have no idea. Oh, oh, I have something. I have some a piece of news to tell you. Iron Chef Masaharu Morimoto will be making the Boston Bruins lunch after practice on Monday. And I think that's the funniest and most random combination of all time. And I'm so here for it. That's from Matt Castle or at Matt underscore Castle 22 on uh, on Twitter. So, yes, that's the thing that's going to happen, apparently. Okay. wow, I'm excited. I hope they have some video for us to see. So a matter of Johnny Boychuk, um, he's played thirty-one of thirty of their thirty-one games this year. So he's guaranteed to be out on whatever day they're playing. Thursday. I mean, like that sort of that doesn't always happen to you. I mean, well, I'm not going to be there on the side on the side on the side menu. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. I saw some. I saw a game with Dennis Seidenberg. I saw a couple of games with Dennis Seidenberg when he was with the Islanders, but you know. 
Johnny Boychuk, I think I might have seen one game with him. I don't know. And then on Saturday, uh, we're being visited. Bruins are being visited 7 p.m. Eastern time. That's the 21st by the Nashville Predators. Oh! Yeah, I believe we're going to this game. Oh, yeah, I'm going totally to going it. to this game. How did you know? I think it's come up. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yes, I am going. I am going with Ben. Uh, and I said, and I, I, I managed to ask him this week if I could go, if he needed somebody to go with. And I said, um, are you nervous to go with me because of that whole Panthers game and the superstition of having someone make them lose? Or can, do you think that, you know, maybe I might fangirl a little too much on Roman Yossi? And he's like, oh, that's fine. So I actually have the ticket. Yes, I'm going. Woo, hoo, hoo. That was weird. Nice. Yeah. I need binoculars so I can look down at Roman Yossi. Oh, yeah, the Preds suck this year. They're bad. So I'm hoping the yeah, Preds will win this one. I don't know how been up and fired yet. I don't know. Especially since there have been... Weren't there a couple of accusations hurled his way? I mean, yeah, there's like there's, 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 there's footage of it and stuff, and I think uh, Wish had an interview with uh, Villano of all people about the ma- about the matter. But uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's the most logical next coach for the chopping block. I'm looking at all the teams at the bottom, and most of them either just hired coaches or like, or just fired them, or like Detroit. And why would you bother not? Why would you bother firing Blash at this point? That team's going to be bad no matter who's coaching it. <laughs> so like yeah um okay yes so the long uh the short answer is yes i'm going to that preds game i'm excited nice you can come down if you want <laughs> no you'll be in the car or something or in, no in no car. we're driving on my we're driving on my birthday so It'll be like our first day in New Hampshire, and that'll be, of course, at the cottage, not at the house, because we're not going to the house. I know, because you don't like going to the house anymore. There's nothing there for me. My parents, my parents prefer to be at the cottage. Why would I drive an extra two hours? I don't know, because you have friends in the area. Sorry. Fine, we'll just meet again. We'll, we'll, we'll just both crash Anthony's at the same time. How about that? Sure. That sounds great. Apparently, he's got the room. So, <laughs> you know, he's been itching to have a party, hasn't he? Oh, I can't wait for him to listen to this episode. Party at Anthony's! <laughs> Let's meet there for New Year's Eve! Or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, all right. So that's the week ahead. It is. They do have one more game, I think, in between the 21st. I think it's the Yes, they, they play on the 23rd, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time at home against the Caps. Ugh. Well, at least the Caps will be done. We won't see them again this regular season, but ugh. Really? Can you play somebody else, not Holpe? How about if you just play... Kuznetsov as uh, as the goalie. I think that sounds great. Let's do it. Um, I find it amazing that Pulpy continues to like get the Bruins goats by the fact that he's not good anymore. Like against other teams. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily just Holpe. It could be the whole rest of the team. But also, the yeah, Bruins have actually played well against Holtby recently, kind of. Like, the last couple games. Like, ever since they broke through and got that win, they've actually, like, gotten to him a little bit, at least. That one nothing game. And Tuka won it. Oh, he did. Man, that was amazing. All right. So, I think we got the important stuff out, especially about uh, Morimoto cooking. So, that's good. So perhaps we should just wrap it up. 
Yep, okay. So, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Reach out to us. Talk talk to us by following us on Twitter, at Barely on Topic, or on Facebook, at Barely on Topic Podcast. And if you really hate yourself and want to, and, and, and want to go for an adventure, you can follow our individual Twitter accounts as well. I am, of course, at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am Stamkost in the face. Dot com. Yep, you sure are. <laughs> also known as that VA from RI. Okay. Now, Tim. <laughs> Word. <laughs>